0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we are really close to two quarterback changes in the National Football League after week one, and neither of them involve Trey Lance. How about that? How about that? Well, Trey Lance, uh, no, Trey Lance is his own thing. I told, we told you last night, it, the Niners enter October with one win or less. It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just how it goes. It's how it's going to be. They're not going to give oh, him a Oh, I think season. it could happen before then, but we'll see. Ooh, how are, what, what do you say? I, they, they don't want to. If, if they fall to Seattle. Yeah, but come on, Geno Smith, is, he's he they the lose front runner for the... MVP
4: now. He's a well, I'm talking about white hot takes. I mean, you're, now, now, you're, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. It's like
0: Geno Smith going to have like the gravestones for Halloween in his front yard of all the quarterbacks he's beaten this year. He's got Russell Wilson, the headstone. He's going to have them all. Like, uh, what's his name? Who was it? Jadavian Clowney with the quarterbacks he sacked. We I mean, know
4: all the headstones of the quarterback I've beaten. The Seahawks are 9-0. and Look at Geno Smith. Could have himself a whole graveyard full of all the guys that have gotten jobs while he's been – patiently waiting as a backup. Remember those eight years, eight years. And he was very vocal about it this offseason. but wins that job. But I, I think if they beat the 49ers and if Lance looks terrible, because we've got to caveat that into it, right? If he, if he plays well, then, and they still lose, then that means the defense didn't come to play either. But yeah, but, if, but, but if he plays terribly and they lose that and they're now, zero and two, uh, they're gonna they're gonna start clamoring because then they have two games that are gonna be that much tougher. It can be on the road at Denver, and then you've got the Rams at the end of the month. That's tough, man. Yeah, well, th- that's part of the reason why I looked at October as
0: being the month because let's just say, look, they lose to Seattle, or or if they squeak one out and Trey Lance plays poorly, then you have Denver on Sunday night in a nationally televised game, and whether it's fair or not. When something happens on a nationally televised game, it gains way more importance than the other games. It's the one game everybody is watching, right? You can you can suck at 1 o'clock on a Sunday for a long time, and, hey, it's okay, we're not paying attention. But you suck on a Sunday night or a Monday night, and when everybody is watching and it's a big storyline, things happen a little bit faster. It's the Rams the next week after that, then you're at Carolina, Atlanta. So they also don't want to seem like we're going to make that decision too. Yeah too early, too, uh, too knee-jerk. Hey, two games he's done, but we get into the first full month and we're looking at 0-3, we're going 0-4. Yeah, then we're going to have to pull the trigger and have to move on. So I'm going give him a little bit more time. Not much more than that because with 17 games, the, the first quarter of the season, that's about where it's all right. We're going to have to make a move. Now it's going to happen. It's gonna happen, but I'll give the Niners a little bit more. But boy, I'd love to see Geno uh, win that game, and suddenly Trey Lance loses his job. So you oh, well. have you have Geno Smith beating Russell Wilson in his return to Seattle, and then he forces another quarterback to lose a job. It's the Geno Smith murder mystery tour. He's well, killing I mean, everybody.
4: Well, this is game Game of Thrones on a whole other level, isn't it? Uh, I you know G- Geno Smith is now the guy. He's taking over whatever house, uh, and whether it's 200 years in the past future he's the guy that's in charge now you know you look at him I just think as at a, at a situation obviously Jimmy Garoppolo part of it is physically is he is he ready to be the guy I mean he's in uniform so if he's ready to go you, you're not going to let this thing spiral off a bit right you brought him back for a reason so you're not going to let him sit and wait to where the season may get away from you now the fact that everybody else in division well, got <laughs> I mean, when you look at the you know Arizona and the Rams uh, in particular coming out of Week One, um, that I guess that buys you a little bit of time. But if you you go down two to Seattle, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think the winds of change could happen fast, especially when people keep putting out. You know, Shanahan's only eight and twenty-eight now when when it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. And, TJ, clearly the winds of
0: change could sting Trey Lance like a scorpion and force the quarterback change. Uh, But this is not about Trey Lance. This is not about Trey Lance. This is about other quarterbacks who are close to losing their jobs. And I'm telling you, let's start with a guy that could be a half away from losing his job, who could lose his job at halftime on Sunday. And that is Joe Flacco. The Jets... Wouldn't commit to him after week one. And Robert Sala saying that, hey, you know, of course, yeah, we think Joe's going to start, but we're keeping everything open. Uh, And now today they had to name him the starting quarterback for week two. Now, when Zach Wilson returns, it's going to be his job. But the fact they had to name Joe Flacco the quarterback, he is one half away from losing his job. And this is one of those situations where it's not all his fault. This is more of a if you remember how Drew Bledsoe uh, lost the job with the Cowboys and Tony Romo got it, right, when Tony Romo first started. Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback, he was near the end, and he was a statue. And the offensive line of the Cowboys wasn't very good, so out of necessity, Bill Parcells went to Tony Romo because, well, we need a guy that's got a little bit of escapability that can get out of the pocket a little bit and and not just be a guy that gets hit back there. So they kind of had to do it, and then, of course, they stumbled on Tony Romo's great career. That's what's going to happen with the Jets. If Flacco has a bad first half, get ready for Mike White era too, buddy. If I could be Mike White. Want to be, want to be. Mike White will take over because he's got a little bit more escapability. The Jets offensive line is a problem and and that was half of Flacco's issues a week ago. He had no time to throw because he's a statue. So yeah, that's the one after the, I could see Flacco losing his job at halftime and Mike White coming out for the second half and Jets fans are going, oh, it's going to be just like the Bengals. It's going to be just like the Bengals last year oh mike white mike white if i could be mike white trust me he's
4: a half away from losing his job we've got the utmost faith in joe does that mean something can't happen i'm not gonna promise you anything all right (laughs) way to go robert Sala. way to win the day once again quote right now everything's always under discussion and under review yeah, the potential is certainly there, and I, I just want to rewind here to something you just said, uh, talking about the offensive line. I, I would like to pat myself on the back. I may dislocate my my shoulder. Uh, in doing so. But how much talk about offensive lines have you heard or seen on your timelines this week? Who was leading the charge in that last week, the week before, the week before that, all offseason saying no team has five guys they trust. This guy. This guy. Because whenever you start getting into, oh, this guy's going to be you know a whirlwind and it's going to be a breakthrough. It's like, well, three of his guys are brand new. He might be on his ass or on the run quite a bit. How effective uh, and accurate is he running for his life? <laughs> See, normally we would get the Shia LaBeouf in, but, we, but he's not safe to Running for your life from Shia anymore. LaBeouf. I mean, I don't know. It's just so many, so many things going on. But yeah, running it's, for your life from the Jets offensive line. <laughs> no, they're terrible. And, and we knew that. And now you, you watch it in, in living color. And you're like, alright, I can have all the weapons I want on the outside. We've upgraded. We brought in Wilson. We did this, did that. We've got two running backs that we kind of trust. Neither can really pass block for anything. But we've got Joe Flacco, who can't move at all. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, and I think you'll probably be looking at Mike White. Maybe not this week, but for week I'm three. Tell me, buddy. Although Zach time. was back at practice today. I don't know how much he did, but he was certainly there watching. Halftime. Halftime. If it's going bad Sunday at halftime, hey, everybody.
0: Mike White's coming in. I just Remember like the Bengals. If. No, at halftime. Mike White's
4: coming. Joe Flacco is uh, introduced time and again to Miles Garrett.
0: Coming up next. Halftime of Sunday. Now, the other guy, buddy, I know this is going to upset you. No. I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. (laughs) I want you to take a breath on this because it's closer than you think.
4: I hate you. Don't you dare.
0: Mitchell Trubisky is close to losing his job to Kenny Pickett. All right. The Steelers won on Sunday, and that was great. Steelers had five turnovers. They got five – not one, not two, not three. They got five not turnovers, three, not three, and the offense not scored ten points. Yeah. They didn't go downfield at all. Trubisky was a little bit – more than a little bit erratic with his passes. If that's the case – Kenny Pickett can do that and learn at the same time. I mean, Trubisky's got to be so—he's not someone that's going to throw for 330 yards and three touchdowns. But when you get five turnovers, you gotta—you gotta turn them into at least 20 points, 27 points. You gotta do something like that. You have to be a little bit dynamic. And and it's—it's it's like they played a defensive game. It's like they were in four corners offense the entire time. They scored 17 points and seven were on a pick six by Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, five turnovers, 10 points can't happen if that's going to be the offense then Kenny Pickett can do that Kenny Pickett can hand the ball off to Najee Harris or Jalen Warren or whoever's going to play running back and you know try to hit some of the receivers you can try to throw the ball a little more accurately to Pickens and to and to Deontay Johnson Uh, that's the case of hey man you got to step it up a little bit or you're going to lose your job simply because that's why not that 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 Kenny Pickett's going to come in he's ready to 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 blow the doors off of people but if this is the offense you're going to get why are you not putting Kenny Pickett in to, to learn at the same time? If it's going to struggle this way and this is how you want to play, why not play Kenny Pickett the same way?
4: Graded out pretty well by most metrics, even though the eye test might have left you wanting, and he got the all-important thing, they won. Now, were they aided by the fact that the Bengals didn't have a second-long snapper, that McPherson missed an extra win? Absolutely, but a win is a win. Thirty and twenty-one on his career. Mitchell Trubisky, keep riding, keep riding. I'm more concerned about T.J. Watt being out uh, and what that means for the defense than than what we're looking at for the offense. Look, you're not expecting to go in and blow the doors off of New England, so I, I don't know what reasonable expectations are for the offense in this spot with Najee Harris also banged up Jalen Warren out there for you fantasy folks if your waivers haven't run yet that you may want to make a uh, last minute claim in because as Mike Tomlin so uh, eloquently put it he didn't urinate down his leg (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's always a plus, though. No, no, that's, that's always good. a plus. That, that's, I, I don't Sometimes know how big you a compliment that, compliment did that is. Did you urinate down your leg? Nope. All right, that's progress.
4: I mean, that's that like, progress. hey, can you, what was it like working, you know, where would you rank this guy, that guy that worked with you? And you, you turn and you smile and you say, yeah, he was one of them. I mean, that's kind of what he did there with, with the young running back. Yeah, he, he played. I mean, okay. And certainly not uh, doling out many compliments in that regard. But, you know, Trubisky was an upgrade over what you had. Sorry, Ben Roethlisberger lovers out there. It was done. Uh, so now you, you maybe push the ball down the field a little bit more. Uh, I don't know that I, I would want to put uh, pick it up against – Bill Belichick, because as much as you can mock the offense and what they're trying to set up there, defense was still flying around. You didn't exactly see uh, Miami have their their way with them all all day.
0: Yeah, but but Tua is like. unbeaten against the against the Dolphins. I'll feel okay about Kenny Pickett.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's Miami down in Miami, man. I mean, that's. <laughs> It'll get
0: you. Well, but it's okay. Listen, if Belichick wants to leave on Tuesday
4: for Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, go ahead. Spend all that time there. It doesn't matter. Well, you can stop at a lot of rest stops. I mean, much, much shorter distance and some opportunities. Yeah, to, go to Wawa get a hoagie. Greasy spoons on these Let's go get a
0: hoagie. Get a hoagie from Wawa. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be wonderful. It's be, we have a fantastic time. It's going to be great. Do all these Coast guys sound like Owen Wilson to you? No, no. Owen Wilson would be, oh, my goodness, really? No, this is how they talk in Pennsylvania. Didn't you watch Mayor of East Town? It's all they all talk like this. It's all go. It's, it's hoagies and wah-wah and gritty. It's I'm not going to lie. It I watched it. It's all it is and, in Pennsylvania. And
4: if, if there was any connection to the accent you tried to uh, portray – uh, I blocked it out of my mind. They so all talk like this. That it's that all talk like happen.
0: this. Flyer, the flyer. Look, I'm waiting for the flyers. To, you know, we haven't had any stars since we had Lindros. And that's been it. Not Brindamore. I mean, he even he, he won. He won with Carolina. That's how they all. That's how it is. You're out of your mind. I could. I could move to Pennsylvania. People would say, "Oh, wow, you lived here your whole life." I would say, "Yes." Yes, I have my entire note to life. self.
4: When they finally come for him for that uh, mailbox <laughs> episode T-shirt, he's going to go hide in Pennsylvania.
1: Now we know Leechburg.
4: Uh, I've been to
0: Leechburg; it's been fantastic there. I went to I went to go visit colleges in Pennsylvania all across Lehigh, Lafayette. Oh, they're all great places, all wonderful. I went to have, I went to University of Pittsburgh, and I ate orange. I I, I went to Great O, and I had a, a burger with French fries on it. Was outstanding. That is true, actually. I had a burger with french fries on it at the L. It's great.
4: Well, you can go down the street. I mean, maybe we do that tomorrow. We send someone to run to that uh, sandwich monstrosity place for us.
0: And they have to order with a Pennsylvania accent, it, and,
4: and that's how we get the food. All right, well, they'll have to video record themselves picking it up in that, in that fashion.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Terms and conditions
0: apply. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. (laughs) Live from the Tyrac.com studios. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. Well, before we get into uh, this big stuff out of the NBA, uh, I'd say, Ty Shirt, uh, Harmon brought up Game of Thrones uh, a few minutes ago. Yes. And now you know I'd never watch Game of Thrones because I had it spoiled for me all the way through. But So now House of the Dragon started. And so I'm watching. I know you and I are both watching it. And I got to say, no spoilers, uh, I'm four episodes in. And in a quick, pithy sentence, I need more dragons and less house. <laughs> <That sounds laughs> I, I need more dragons <laughs> because it's a little for a show that has as many time jumps and moving forward as this show has. And again, a show that has dragons, it's, it can be pretty dull for a long period of time. I mean, really? Uh-huh. I mean, it, I mean, there's so many crazy things that happen, and, and and you know, there's things you see in this that'll never that'll never leave your brain ever. No, uh, but uh, you, I, you, I watch it and I go, boy, for all these things, it gets pretty dull for long swaths of time, and I go, <laughs> I need something a little bit more than this, man. Again, I need more dragons, less house.
1: Yeah, it's probably why they called it the House of the Dragons, so you don't get expecting a lot of dragons. <laughs> yep, there's it's only one. The you paid dragon. attention? There was one, dude. Mike, was, I'm serious, but you know what they should name it is house of dialogue right now because that's all you're getting is a lot of talking it's a, a lot. lot of plots yeah set.
0: i know i know the whole push was if succession had yes. dragons yes but again, I, I need more dragons. You know what? When feels, I say, when I is Goldblum going to
4: show up and say, "Hey, well, you, are there going to be dinosaurs on the tour?" <laughs> I hope no, not.
0: And I don't mean I need more dragons. Like I visually need more dragons because like the dragons Hell, that are in it are great. I just need a little bit more action. I need a little bit more something than plotting. Like I feel like that's the should It should be the House of the Plotting. Everybody is just <laughs> plotting. We're plotting, and you know what? Plotting doesn't make for great television.
4: Plotting can be easily uh, substituted. Tease for d's yeah you know so pl- wow it's
0: plotting if 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 i wanted plotting i would read shakespeare because that's all the entire thing of how dare There's you too much plotting There's too much plot. again too much house not enough dragons <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a good synopsis i mean I'm, it is i'm with you it's just like they do a lot of things to make you shooketh a little bit like with the ending of uh, episode two and four Yeah. So it is a little weird with that whole setup, but I think they're trying so much to act like they have eight seasons worth of time where it's like, you know, you kind of get a little bit quicker. Like the end of I told you season or excuse me, episode three, there was a pretty good action scene there for you.
0: Yeah, no, it was. But no, but that, that's, that's a great point because it seems like, hey, we have a long story to tell. Yeah. It's like when David Fisdale was head coach of the Knicks. I have years to get this right. I don't need to worry. It's like when John Gruden was head coach of the Raiders. I got years to win. They don't care about me winning. We're going to move to Vegas. There's going to be a couple No, it's like, okay, I, I get it. I get you have this story to tell, but you, you, you got to give me a little bit something. You got to tell me that. And even even the big action thing they had, they kind of cut it short. I'm like, wait, they did. That, that's it? Wait, that's it? Oh,
4: okay. All right, really yeah. selling me on this show, fellas. You should I watch mean, well, it. Well, I'm i tell you, I really want to dive in as soon as we're done thing. here you tonight. Said that
0: the first two episodes <laughs> are, are – are, the first episode is really good. You know, you meet everybody, and the second episode is a little slow. The third episode is really good. But now the fourth episode, I'm like, this is the second episode where I'm like – Okay, I, I really need something more to happen. And again, it's an episode where a couple of crazy ass things happen.
2: You're underselling and st- it.
0: <laughs> and to still and to still have the show be something that eh it could be. It could give me a little bit more action. I, that that tells you about the show. I feel like it doesn't know the kind of show it wants to be yet. Do we really want to be Game of Thrones? Do we not want to be Game of Thrones? We want to have some similarities, but not all similarities. Like they really don't know what kind of show they want to be yet. But the one thing they need to do is be a little bit more exciting. Just a little bit more. Just a little tiny more.
4: I feel like I, I want to just go rewatch the last episode of She-Hulk. Uh, and see Patty Guggenheim as Madison uh, yeah. getting after it again. That sounds far more entertaining on a second watch than, than the cell job you just did of that. It's like, more more action, more dragons. This really plods on. This really yeah. doesn't work. It's like, no. No, see, now I'm out. You and Tycher can take that offline.
0: I mean, really, <laughs> I think I have one more episode... Before I'm where I could say, if this next episode is dull, that's it. really. Yeah. If this next episode is dull, that's it. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be dull. I'm going to stop watching. And in the sixth episode, all kinds of insane things are going to happen that I'm going to find out about and go, "Ah, I wish I had stuck with it for one more episode. (laughs) I wish I had seen that. Oh, well, that's okay.
4: Yeah, you'll see it in video clips and gifs on your timeline. Yeah. Well, now, now, now I'm just going to move on to season five of Cobra Kai.
0: So now I'm, oh, I'm happy okay. about it. moving on to Cobra Kai. Now, yeah, so
4: I've go moved go. into season three. I'm catching up. I'd, I'd gotten away from it for a while. So, oh, no, season. I'm th- I'm wait, on the wait, wait, wait.
0: Season. Oh, I want to ask you something. The, the
4: last scene that I I watched was he he was all ticked off and he threw his cell phone onto the beach. And then the love of his life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's it.
0: It's, uh, Cobra Kai is the ultimate guilty pleasure show. Like, it's the ultimate. It's not going to change your life. You're going to feel like you just ate all kinds of chocolate and sugar when you're done watching it, but you're going to feel satisfied. Hey, I'm glad I had all that sugar. I'm I will say I had that whole Two, thing two side game.
4: characters that I would love to have them team up for a buddy cop movie are, are Kreese and Creed. Yeah. So Creed yeah. Bratton from The Office and uh, oh, yeah. John Kreese. I, I think we can well, have fun with that. Hey, dude, there's never –
0: I don't know that – here's a hot take. I don't think there's ever been a better character in comedy, in sitcom history than Creed. Legend. Creed may be the greatest character ever. Just there think about that That's white hot take. Think about that. At How About at Swollen Dome. But – Big news out of the NBA. Last night, the story broke that Robert Sarver, after 17 years of misogynistic examples and and racist behavior and racist language that he has used, was suspended for a year by the NBA and fined $10 million. It was a light punishment because, as we've said, Adam Silver has no backbone. He doesn't want to take on the players whenever something becomes an issue. He doesn't want to take on the owners every time something becomes an issue because he doesn't want to worry about losing power, not being liked, uh, anything. He wants to do nothing. And now you're seeing, when I've said this for the past few years, now you're like, oh, Jason knows what he's talking about with Adam Silver. He wants to do nothing. He wants to enjoy being commissioner of the NBA. What about China? Nope, don't want to do anything. No, 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 no. I want to do absolutely nothing. Nothing is what I want to do. And... And we told you last night that wasn't going to be enough. And when this comes out, you're going to see NBA players get really mad. And you didn't see it right away because you had players in the offseason who were still out and about doing their own thing. When the Donald Sterling situation happened, it was the playoffs, and the players were all together there every day at practice at games, and and they decided if they don't get rid of him, we're walking off. So – Donald, so the decision had to be made quickly for Donald Sterling. But now, because everybody's away, hey, we said just wait a little bit because we haven't heard from any players. Well, I called it yesterday. a Friday
4: news dump yesterday. Right?
0: We hadn't That's heard from any. We hadn't heard from any players, said just give them a day and you're going to see because I guarantee you they're burning up the phone lines with each other. And then, not only today did you have LeBron James say how the NBA definitely got the Sarver decision wrong, you had Chris Paul who plays for the Suns, tweet out that he was horrified and disappointed by Robert Sarver's actions. Quote, I am of the view that the sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior. Uh, NBA players, yeah, this is your time. It's time for a flex. It's time to say this guy, a year suspension, not enough. You need to ban him from the game while you figure things out. Now, it's a different, it's a difficult process and a lengthened process to boot somebody out of the league, even though when they had to do it for Donald Sterling, hey, they somehow got everybody on a conference call and did it pretty fast. But something more has to be done because the players aren't going to stand for this. And especially after hearing Adam Silver say today, hey, nothing that I saw uh, rose to the, to the decision of having to go through the process of taking the team away from Robert server really 17 years of this behavior, not, not not a month, not not a bad thing he said at a, at a holiday party where, hey, man, I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, no, this was 17 years, and this is not allegations. This is not something that somebody said. This is the evidence that was found, the racist language that was repeatedly used by him and the misogynistic behavior towards men and women in the office. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you get to come back in a year, and for you, yeah, $10 million. It's all good. Wow. Thanks for nothing, Adam Silver. Thanks for showing you have no And no backbone. Now the right thing is happening because here come the players to say this is not enough. Now they've put out their statements, and you saw LeBron say they got it wrong, and you saw Chris Paul say they got it wrong, and now they're going to wait. And now they're going to wait and see if Adam Silver responds. And if he doesn't, then you're going to see the second salvo come in. It's going to be more LeBron, more Chris Paul, more other players. Draymond's podcast, I'm sure, is going to blow up with it. And it's going to be a little bit more pressure to say, hey, Adam Silver, you sure you don't want to figure this out again? You sure you don't want to have the shot at this? Because, boy, you really blew it, man. Show me you have some kind of spine and you can stand up when a difficult topic happens. Show me because you haven't shown me so far.
4: Quote, it was relevant, talking about the allegations therein of racism, misogyny during the 17 years. Owner. It was relevant, said of the committee's conclusion, quote, I think if they had made findings that, in fact, his conduct was motivated by a racial animus. Absolutely, there would have had an impact on the ultimate outcome here. But that's not what they found. Animus, hostility or ill feeling. Yeah, I think in the allegations that are put there, other than the, hey, I'm just parroting what somebody else said, because that's what they're hiding behind in a number of these cases. But you've got uh, a number of instances where you, you had Earl Watson, among others, just say, dude, you can't talk like that. You can't do this. And, and it, there's just so much evidence of problematic behavior, problematic decisions and it, it goes from being, and we were just referencing the office. It, it goes from being the sitcom, Michael Scott, you don't know better, right? Because that, that's how it's played versus a real life billionaire running an organization where he does this for years. He's told repeatedly this stuff is wrong. Nobody wants to go to HR because things are so bad and fear of retribution. You got so many stories mixed therein of women feeling uncomfortable uh, and things he said to, to people directly, and that's not enough. I, I don't get it. Like, where's your threshold uh, in, in terms? If nothing else, it, how, do you, how do you have the investigation come to an end and, and try to bury it, which is what you did? This should have been on the first day of the year, if that's what you're going to do. All right, we welcome you back. The NBA 22-23 season, we've got an important thing right off the jump. Instead, you're trying to bury it a month before everybody gets back? When the league's players are not with each other in the gyms, yeah, there's guys working out together. But point being, teams aren't assembled. The preseason's not upon us, right? Those first games being played the first week of October. You still got a few more weeks where this goes. It, it felt like a, a horrible news dump, thinking that, all right, it'll go out there. You know, he'll get his punishment. It'll move on. And saying that $10 million in a year from the team is substantive. $10 million is nothing. And it, it, again, it's, I, don't, I don't have $10 million to say that you, you take it away and I don't feel it. So it, it has meaning, if, if only symbolic, but it's not going to change his day-to-day living. The other being away from the team and you're out for a year. Okay, does the team not to ha- not get to have profits? What what happens with revenue share for a year? Does he lose all of that too or does that continue to accrue for whoever is acting owner and making decisions while he is quote exiled? Right? Cuz we saw what happened in Washington during all sorts of problems. Hey, you can't be by the day day to day. Okay, cool. My wife will be there. Yeah, that's exactly kind of the circumstance that you're setting up here as well. So uh, it just rings hollow on a million levels and it's starting to get picked up by other news uh, sources. I'm looking at deadline and, and things of that that follow entertainment, sports, et cetera. But, I mean, just to put it in perspective, you go to the front page of ESPN right now, uh, LeBron James' comment is just off in the top headlines. The head story is about Matt Ryan's singular focus and heading to the Colts. Really? Really? That's your big lead? Come on.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. But what you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the Grey depression anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcast
4: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge
1: Terms and conditions apply.
4: Who wants a mustache, right? Fox Sports
0: Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass man. Live from the tire Rack.com studios. And You know, for the longest time, Mike, I have said the Yankees aren't going to let Aaron Judge go. They're going to give him whatever money they need to. It's Aaron bleeping Judge, right? He's going to win the MVP, could win the Triple Crown. He's going to have the all-time record for home runs in a season in American the American League. He's going to have everything. And then last night, after the series against the Red Sox, Aaron Judge had two more home runs now. He's got 57. He talked a lot about how much fun it is to play in front of the Boston Red Sox crowd. Hey, they always want to see something out of you. You always uh, want to perform in front of them. It's a fun time. And then he was asked, hey, Yankees now, Red Sox next year. Listen to the exchange Aaron Judge has with the reporter. If it doesn't work out free agency-wise with the Yankees, is this a place you'd consider? Uh-huh. <laughs>
5: <Ooh>. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of
0: the year. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. Uh, yes, it's a funny answer from Aaron Judge. And, you know, hey, would you come play for the Red Sox and all this. And, but notice what he didn't say. Right? What did he not say? Hey, I've been trying to beat the Red Sox brains in my right. entire career. Hey, I, you know what? Look, my number one thing is wanting to be a Yankee, and I I want to make it work out here, and we'll let everything else happen. No, instead it was, ooh, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. There's no more, I want to stay, let's work it out. Right? You had you had Randy Levine, Yankees' president last week, say, we want to keep Aaron Judge, but it's going to be up to him. They're already looking to push the narrative of we wanted Aaron Judge to stay, but he wanted way too much money. The Yankees have said, we're going to go only so far to keep Aaron Judge. The guy turned down seven years at $240 million uh, the end end of last year going into this year. The Yankees are basically saying, yeah, we'll give you a little bit more, but not going to be a lot. And Aaron Judge has decided to table everything until the offseason, but there has not been one bit from him of I love the Yankees. It's the only organization. Even stuff you say just to get people off your back. Hey, listen, we'll talk about this at the end, right? Like everybody who asks Lamar Jackson now, Lamar, are you going to stay? Are you going to sign that guy? Dude, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You normally at least say things because you're playing with the team right now and you're worried about now. A let No, there has always been, nope, we'll talk about it in the offseason. He's gone. He's gone. Someone's going to pay him and that's where he's going to wind up going. I thought for sure the Yankees aren't going to let him walk now. No, it seems like they're preparing to let him walk and now they're pushing the narrative and Aaron Judge sees this and either he's pissed off or he knows that the Yankees are only going to give me so much. Mm -hmm. I'll get way more money from the Red Sox or the Dodgers or somebody else and so that's what I'm going to take. I feel like both sides know this is it and Aaron Judge is going to be on a new team next year.
4: Yeah, I think for Aaron Judge a lot of it and his his team his management certainly has kept him apprised from Levine to Cashman to Steinbrenner what have you had you've had a lot of speaking about the importance the legacy of the pinstripes not so much of Aaron Judge himself like oh we're lucky to have him but I mean he's a Yankee and you're got to be lucky to be a Yankee thankful to be a Yankee well, Lamar Jackson, how many times did he have to say it today? At least three, respectfully. Respectfully, I'm done talking about this. We are into week two. So ask me uh, about our week two opponent. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and that's the end of it. With Aaron Judge, I think he's done shilling for the team and for the uniform he's got on. I don't think he's happy with the way this has gone and certainly all those words, as much as he may not have heard them directly, certainly has gotten them back gotten back to him through media sources, through friends, family, whatever. Did you hear what they said? Did you hear how they pushed this back to where it's on you and what a great offer they gave you and all of these things? Cause that's I mean, that's what you're doing. You're you're selling your fan base, that when he leaves, we're not the bad guy. We tried to do everything in our power to bring him back. and But if we, if we give him that monster deal, I mean, look what the Dodgers did, the Red Sox did, whoever, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to be competitive. You're the bleeping Yankees, so nobody's buying any of that. You just decided to change how you're doing business in some regards, or you're still lamenting the amount of money you gave Stanton. Pause, pause. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, so for Aaron Judge, yeah, I, I like the way he did this. Didn't flat out say no, but didn't go rah-rah, Yankee, Yankee, Yankee. He's in in the throes uh, of the season, and, and he's not going to bash them by any means. But he doesn't have to, to be the guy selling the squad right now. It's It should be about his pursuit. And we'll talk about the rest of it when we're done. I like it. Yeah, and, and, and that's
0: the whole thing is that he, he won't even have the pretense of, well, I really want to stay. Even if you don't, it doesn't matter. Free agency, things change. But uh, yeah, no, we'll talk about it. I'm done. I'm done. You can tell he's pissed. He's pissed the Yankees didn't come to him this season. Hey, let's get a bigger offer. Let's have something. Give me a bigger offer already. So now I'm on this. I'll show you how good I am run. And still, you're talking about how it's up to me to decide if I want to stay. That, to me, was probably the the final straw for Aaron Judge. You know what? Oh, it's up to me if I want to stay? Then I'll go. Good luck. You replace me with Cody Bellinger, and I'll go play for the Dodgers, and things are going to be fantastic. And they'll give out Aaron Judge bobbleheads at Chavez Ravine every day for next year. It'll be awesome. I'll more than Otani. I'll be a big (laughs) superstar. Watch that happen, Aaron Aaron Judge Judge Pillow Day. Telling you, man. Hashtag Dodgers. Hashtag Mets. Hashtag Red Sox. Twitter at How about a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, Rick Bucher stops by for some big time stuff in the NBA. This is Fox.
3: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot.